Broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University, it's 88.7 WLUW, Chicago Sound Alliance. Thrilled to be here. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Sister Gene pretty well. I think he's the sports editor there. He is. He's right? a sports he's editor. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in the profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers oil for the student newspaper there, the Loyola Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Sunday morning. Welcome to the Sunday Sports Shootout here on 88.7 FM WUW. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. It's that time. Game 162, the last day of baseball season in Chicago because neither team made the playoffs. The White Sox, it was expected, but the Cubs, well, they laid an egg. And I'm proudly wearing my We Didn't Suck sweatshirt, which is playing off of Joe Madden's Try not to suck, and I wore it into Dunkin' Donuts beforehand. <laughs> Guy told me as I walked in that I oh, probably can't say that this year. And he's right. Game 162 doesn't matter. I mean, you're looking at the lineup, Derek Holland starting. A lot going on today, and joining me on the airwaves via phone from Charlotte is the former co-host of this show, Daryl Horowitz. Daryl, what's going on? Not much, Nick. What's going on with you? What's all the talk in Chicago right now uh, about the Cubs, obviously, as today's the last day of the season. Oh, all Cubs fans are really excited. Oh, they're happy. It's, it's game 162. We're going to the playoffs. That's the talk of the town. I'm just kidding. That's not the talk of the town. They're going to the playoffs? Did I miss something? Is there something different in the translation? Yeah, in an alternate universe, in the uh, multiverse, in Marvel, the Cubs made the playoffs. All right. Well, now I'm excited. I was so disappointed with the ending of the season, I thought, today. Now that I know the playoffs, are they the division winner? Or are they the wild card? Or which which one is it? I want to say in one in one universe, they're the division winner. and the other one, they're the wild card. So it's part of the uh, multiverse. Uh, it's going to be the new Doctor I Strange see. movie. You wait. <laughs> uh, by the way, I know you uh, mentioned uh, the Ken Rosenthal article. I know you wanted to probably talk about that. And I just reread it before the show here so I could be fresh in my mind again with that. And uh, again, uh, I guess, the, I guess Theo and uh, Joe had a talk last night with, over some drinks. And they had a talk somewhere. I get Mark, Mark Gonzalez and Paul Sullivan were on Twitter doing the, doing a stakeout for the hashtag Theo Joe summit, going to all these different bars in St. Louis. It was really funny. I don't think they were serious, but it, funny stuff on, on Twitter. I just saw it before I went on. That sounds like it would have been interesting. Uh, I think everyone probably knows the result of the conversation. I would guess. Would you? Would you agree? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's safe to say. I mean, it's consensus around town. You can't can't go on Twitter without seeing something about it. I know Joe wants to stay, but I think even Ken Rosenthal said it's a. How do you pronounce it? Fate accompli. That it's he's gone. 
Well, Ken Rosenthal also said something in the article that was kind of interesting, that it might not have been fair to Joe, but it might have been fairer to the organization yes. if they made the change last year. Uh, I was wondering what, what your thoughts on that. Uh, I read that, too, and I wasn't sure. I thought of, I was thinking about that long and hard. I'm like, you know what? Last year at this time, I'm saying, you know what? Keep Joe. It was a rough year. Keep him. Don't let him go. He's got one more year. Let's see how it plays out. And Rosenthal even says in the article, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So at the time, I was saying, don't get rid of him. They just... It was a bad, I thought it was Chili Davis was the problem, but it turns out that he might not have necessarily been the problem. I think it's time for a changing of the guard, and they need a fresh voice in the locker room. No, I think it's definitely time for a changing of the guard, but the thing is, you know, don't forget they had the exit interviews with the players last year. Theo said he wanted you know, Joe to be more hands-on, talk to them. I think one of the things they mentioned, they kind of wanted to know ahead of time, possibly when they were playing, uh, does that sound right to you? He's been doing that even before that conversation. But I'm, let me ask you this. You played baseball. I mean, you didn't yeah. play at a professional level, but you played baseball. Yeah. So from someone that, like, you know, that probably maybe aspired to be a major league ball player one day, do you think it's really necessary to tell the players, okay, you're going to be off this day, you're going to be off. Not necessarily you're going to be off. You're going to be playing this third game. You're going to be playing that game. How about if you just said, okay, I'm giving you a day off this day, period, and leave it at that and have them ready to play every other day. I, I don't understand the urgency to tell them, to give them their schedule. I don't know if they gave it weekly or how he did it. I don't see – do you see the urgency and the reasoning for that? Because I think, personally, unless you say, hey, I'm giving you a day off. You've been playing – you know, you're, you're, you played, you know, 35 straight games and blah, blah, blah. Unless you're doing that, I don't see why you don't want the players up and ready to play every game. Because if you're telling them you're not playing to this or that – you're kind of letting them like slack. Maybe they have to get in the game. Now they're not ready to play. Well, I thought I had today off. What do you mean I got to play? Do you like that? No. I even in even in high school we found out we found out the lineup in the in the morning. We'd be in class and my coach would send out the text going, "Okay, here's the lineup." But everybody had to be prepared to play every day. I mean, I didn't start every game. Far from it. But I was prepared to be in the starting lineup, just mentally preparing myself. And when I wasn't, I'm like, oh. Cool. I'm on, I'm on the bench. I'll do what I can. Like, I'll do the book. I'll run the scoreboard, whatever. Obviously, you don't have to do that on a major league roster. But either way, you have to come prepared to play. Right. Don't you think that's how it should be? Are, yes. are the players today, are they too coddled? Is that it? You've got to, like, you know, like everyone's saying, like, millennials, whatever the age group is, you know, younger ones got the, you know, what are you next? You know, you got your term. I think I'm Gen Z is what we figured out. Okay, so... Is it for the millennials? Is it Gen Z? Who exactly has to be told everything, before, like you know, so they can prepare for it mentally ahead of time? Because otherwise, they're not able to cope with it. I mean, I just don't get that. Go out there, you're a baseball player, you're an athlete. Period. Expect to get in the game. Actually, maybe even hope to get in the game. I want to play. This is what I love to do. I'm excited. I want to get out there. I want to help my team win. Isn't that what you should be doing rather than, uh, oh, great, I need to know when I'm having the day off so I could relax my mind and not, you know, just kick back. I mean, I don't understand that. I, I really don't. You see, one thing I feel like, I think you touched on it, and I'm not sure if this is what you meant, telling them, like, you're going to have this day off. Like, you tell them when their day off's going to be. Like, I get, I get that. That way they can be like, okay, cool. Get like a, I know Joe likes to, I, I do agree with Joe on the day off before the off day. Like, give them two days, essentially. Like, I, I love that. I don't know why I never thought of it. But telling them when the lineup's going to be, eh, because I, I've, I've said it on these airwaves. I was in the other chair. 
I've said on these airwaves that Joe doesn't believe in hot or cold, and that's why he doesn't, like, I mean, I disagree with that. I think if a guy's swinging a hot bat from the sixth spot in the order, you keep him in the sixth spot of the order. I do give him credit for keeping Nick Castellanos in the two-hole ever since he got here because he's been a hot, he's been hitting a hot bat from the two-hole. You keep him there. I mean, well, obviously there's different things that we like or don't like about Joe Madden and his managing. Again, I don't believe in the not hot thing. You got a hot guy, let him keep on playing. Let exactly. him stay in the lineup. David Bodie was swinging a hot bat last year at this time. Keep him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't care how talented he is. If he's swinging a hot bat, he's in the lineup, and he's in the same spot every time unless he unless he requests. And even then, like well, maybe depending ask, on the team, like go for it. Let me ask you this. So speaking of, like, you know, do you like the fact that Joe Madden kind of figures that any player on the team can play any position no. any time? Even if no. they never play that position? No, 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 think- no. A thousand times, No. Yeah, and do you think and do you think that affects them at all? Whether it's at the bat, in the field, 100%. it hurts the team in the field. Obviously, if they're not used to playing that position, you're not putting your strongest team out there. Obviously, everyone was talking about how bad the defense was this year after it was historic in 2016. So you're looking at a lot of managerial decisions by Joe Madden that really don't seem to make the team more effective and more likely to win by what he's doing. I mean, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me, and I I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Chris Bryant's a third baseman. He's playing third base. Enough said. Like, that's the one that stands out to me is Chris Bryant playing right field. He should be at third base. And he should stay at third base. That's just, I mean, I mean he's he, the big one. Jason Hayward, well, I, Jason Hayward had to move to center field when you brought in Castellanos, and that that's because you needed Castellanos' bat, and Hayward slid over to center. He's not a center fielder, mm-hmm. but... He, I thought he played the position pretty well. He's not bad in center field. He's just not as good as he is in right field. But that's okay. He's a gold glove right fielder. Like, if he's solid in center field, that's that's fine by me. He got better as the year went on in center field. Uh, I mean, he wasn't as good, like I said, at center fielder as he was a right fielder. But he did get better. But how about when you put, let's say, a Contreras in right field? No. I mean, Wilson th- Contreras he, is a catcher. He's going to catch. Unless you maybe need him at first base when Rizzo's hurt. First base is the only exception just because... It's. I know the. I know in Moneyball they say like Scott Hatterberg was a catcher and first play, first base isn't that hard. It's incredibly hard. Like I know the joke, but also at the same time, if you're gonna put a catcher anywhere else, put him at first base. And not, not and right field of all the outfield positions, not center field obviously. But I mean, if you're gonna put him in the outfield, left field would seem to be the more preferred one than right field, which a lot of stadiums do have a really difficult right field to play in. And Wrigley Field's right field's not considered an easy right field to play in either. Right. Yeah, Wrigley Field, I think, is considered one of the toughest right fields to play in, is it exactly. not? Exactly. With the sun and all. The sun, the where it juts out into the, where the wall juts out, the close mm-hmm. foul line, uh, the wind. I mean, that's going to impact everywhere in the outfield, but I feel like right field especially. A lot of variables. I mean, so... You sound like you're good with Joe uh, likely leaving. Obviously, we don't have official word yet, but for I'm keeping an eye on. That, I got uh, my tweet deck up, and it's refreshing every time there's a tweet. So we'll. I'm keeping. I'm. I know Matt Spiegel said he's keeping an eye on it too. I was listening to Hit and Run this morning. So we'll see. I, the locker room should be open at any time now. Yeah, I think he said. Yeah, Bruce Levine's going to be in there, and if he hears anything, he's going to let everyone know about it. Uh, but. Uh, Obviously, we won't know who the new manager is, and my guess is David Ross. My guess you know. is Rossi, but I've also heard Mark Loretta. But I'm also I'm not I'm not 
fully sold on Mark Loretta just because he had... You heard about Davey Martinez. You heard about Brandon Hyde as bench coaches. Mark Loretta's kind of just been in the shadows this year. Like, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just you just haven't heard a lot from him until he put the headset on to understand what happened with the replay last week. That was hilarious. Did you hear about that? Oh, which play is that? Mark Loretta got suspended for a game by Major League Baseball because he put on the headset after a replay review to ask why they overturned it or held it or whatever. It was hilarious, this story. I didn't get the details, and I might have heard a little bit about it, but I don't have all the details, probably. Yeah, I guess he put. I guess he just put the headset on. That's an automatic suspension. And I'm like, if you're going to get suspended for anything, that works. I mean, I'm good with that. I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I just don't like I said. Just because you made Mark Loretta the bench coach because Martinez left, well, when Martinez was already gone, Hyde uh, yeah, because Hyde, got the job. Yeah, because Hyde's managing a AAA team that happens to play in Baltimore. Right. And they're still uh, winning a lot of games in Baltimore, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah. Or they're win- a winning draft position, actually. But, uh, I mean, the thing is, just because you put Mark Loretta in there doesn't mean he's the guy to run the show afterwards. Right. Uh, again, you, just hit the nail you never on the know head. how good someone is as a manager until they're managing. But from what one of the things they, I think they said about Madden is he can't get on the players. Like, he's too lackadaisical. Exactly. And... He lets them kind of dictate dictate what's going on or what they want to do, which is probably part of the reason why you know, some of them did not like Chili uh, Davis because Chili Davis was trying to get them to do the things that he thought would make them better and away from what they like doing and getting them out of their comfort zone and actually having to adjust. And it seems like maybe they didn't want to do that. And I think Madden kind of left them, you know, at – whatever you want, sure, no problem, and was easy on him. And everyone likes an easy boss, right? I mean, oh, like, yeah. hey, he lets me do my thing. He doesn't bother me. Uh, I stay out of his way. He stays out of my way. It's all cool. I don't want a guy that's in my face and telling me, hey, you're not doing this right. I want you to do this. I want you to change this. So they were, comf- they were in a comfort zone, and Joe Mann kept them in that comfort zone. But I don't think that necessarily made them a better team. I mean, David Ross is a guy that's probably – more able to get in their face if you need to get in their face. I mean, you agree with that? Oh, yeah. And even I was listening to something a while back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was listening to something a while back where I, was it was Anthony Rizzo or Javi Baez. One of them was talking about how when David Ross was on the team, if you screwed up, you heard about it from Grandpa Rossi. And that, that says something about David Ross, and I think that's why he would be an effective manager, even if Theo and Jed are – pulling the strings in the background. Isn't that called, uh, let me see the word, accountability? Bingo. Isn't that the, the correct word for that? Bingo. And shouldn't the players be accountable for what they're doing out there? Uh, I like a guy like that. I think David Ross knows baseball. Uh, don't forget when Rizzo was freaking out in Game 7 of the World I'm in a glass case Ross of emotion. Right. Ross was the one there calming him down, wasn't he? Yes. And I point to that, Ross, too. Yeah, Ross is a leader. Ross is a guy players look to to lead them. That's the type of guy you want as a manager. I think Javi Baez made a comment of how much David Ross meant to him. Unprovoked. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. The, I, think right. was, I, think, was it Gordon, I think it was Gordon Wittenmeyer who asked the question about to, to Baez. I don't even remember what the original question was, but unprovoked, Javi Baez said that David Ross is the reason why I'm the player I am now. Like, that's, that's unbelievable. And not 
Joe Madden. And don't forget, Joe Madden is kind of the guy who gave Baez a chance and did technically like Baez and give him more of an opportunity. But he said David Ross is the guy who's responsible for him being the player he is now. That's very interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And that's why I think he needs to – if he's not the leading candidate for some reason, I know this is all like speculation. I don't think anybody's had like sources saying that – Ross was going to be the leading candidate. I think it's all spe- speculation at this point. But if for some reason he's not, he needs to be. Like I, I know he's got a family, and I know he told Mark Carmen earlier this week that if he, if there was the perfect opportunity, he'd he'd take it to be a manager. And I think this would be the perfect opportunity, would it not? Well, I think the perfect opportunity means the right amount of dollars. Don't you think that's what it means? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But even so, like a team that adores him still, and he's retired two years, two years, three years, technically three years. No, it's two years. I think it is because he retired after sixteen, so seventeen, well, eighteen. Okay, 16, we're into so the third, into the third year of his retirement. I can't math. We know this, but just the fact that people around here still absolutely adore him—that speaks volumes. No, I'm. I, I if he I'm wants the job. If he's willing to put in what you have to do, you know, obviously he's got the kids that he wants to be around and you know, got a big commitment if you're becoming the manager to the team all of a sudden. If he's willing to do the job, I don't think I even bother interviewing anyone else. Uh, I basically offer him the job as long as he's willing to do it. Oh, I think it's his to lose. If, if, if and essentially when they announce they're not uh, re-upping Joe's contract, I think Ross just offer right there, and so I, where did I heard something? I don't know if I read it or heard it on the radio. Someone was saying they think Ross has taken manager 101 when he's up in the suite with Jed and Theo during games when he's not in the broadcast booth. Really? Yeah, I can't. It's bugging me. I, I got to start writing down when I hear this stuff because it's the second week in a row I've been like someone said it and I can't remember who. But it was like I said, it was either on the radio or on TV. Or I, well, I, I, I think it was on Spiegel this morning mentioned that he was there and taking notes with uh, Theo and in the box or whatever with No, them. it wasn't this so morning. It, it was earlier. It was, it was last week. It might have been Spiegel's now that I think about it. But, but either it way. it was mentioned on Spiegel's show today. He mentioned it, too. I was listening to it earlier. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. So you're telling me that David Ross is not uh, listening to managing millennials one on one or something Probably, like that. I, I, dummies, I mean dummies. See, I don't know if he is or not, but it apparently didn't work for Joe. So, I mean, it what else? Plain and simple. What? So, what other thoughts did you have on the Rosenthal article, for instance? No, I just thought it was an interesting read. Like you, you hear about it from like you hear rumblings from around town. And you hear the fan bust, but to hear it from Ken Rosenthal, like and like and you touched on it, like when they he says in his. His third graph. The Cubs waited one year too long on Joe Madden. That just hello, like holy cow! You, you to hear that from the most plugged-in guy in baseball is just saying, okay. I guess I just. I mean, I don't know if I just never thought of it, but it just kind of surprised me a little bit to read that. And I think so I agree in you. hindsight, but at the time so, I was saying keep him. So let me ask you: Do the Cubs? Oh, Joe Madden anything last year, let's say? Like, you know, they didn't owe Rick Renteria anything when Joe Madden became available, and they said, okay, Rick, you know, we planned on you being our manager for a while. This was one year, but Madden suddenly became available. We thought that was, you know, someone 
that we really would like to lead our team into the, hopefully, a World Series, so we have to get rid of you. So if you think Madden played out, even though he averaged so many wins for those four years, even though he made the playoffs all four years, did the organization fail by feeling they owed him and not getting rid of him then and having him go into the lame duck season because they weren't going to offer him a contract rather than making the move sooner rather than later, and now you pretty much have to make the loop? Did, did they let the organization down? Did they let the fans down by not making that move last year? That's that answer has a lot of layers, and I think it starts with Theo and Jed, I feel like we're caught off guard when Mr. Ricketts cut off the checkbook. When Mr. Ricketts went out and said, we don't have any money, and I, I still think, I have no, this is just a guess, I still think my conspiracy theory is Theo was planning to sign Bryce Harper. And Mr. Ricketts said, no, we don't have the money. So they went and got Daniel Descalso and Brad Brock, and they, signed, they, had, they waited to sign Kimbrough with the money that was freed up when Zobrist went on the restricted list. And I, I think between because Theo promised change and there wasn't really that much change and I think that goes back to the checkbook in a way so I it's a layered question I don't think they let the organization or the fans down necessarily by keeping Joe another year let them go into the lame duck but also there were I think there were other factors that they didn't plan on does it make sense what I'm trying to say well, it does, and, and I think you're absolutely right that they unexpectedly got cut off by Ricketts because if you heard, like I said, the final speech Theo made at the end of the season last year, it sounded like there were going to be drastic changes based on the results that happened last year, and then almost nothing happened. And the two things that did happen mainly uh, in the offseason were, were total failures, obviously. But, Brock's not even on the team anymore, and Descalso shouldn't be. Right, and, and the fact is, like, he's he's got money uh, owed next year, so yeah. they'll either be there or they're going to eat the money. But the point is that they did get blindsided by the owner too. And and if you want to question anything too, and obviously you could question Theo, you could question his free agent signings, you could question all the bad money he spent, you could question him putting him in the position he did with like you know with them being I think was it the second highest team in baseball possibly salary wise. One of the top three, Third obviously, highest. anyway. Third, you know, and, and the fact is, so you could question all of that, but at the point when your window, you have a certain window, and you had opportunities for certain players that can make your team better to try to win a World Series. Again, you won a World Series in 2016. You have players, most of them are under contract, the majority of the ones that are the key ones, through 2021. Theo's contract through 2021. Don't you owe it to your fan base to give the best opportunity to win another World Series in that time frame? I mean, there's no guarantee. But the best opportunity, rather than saying, you know what, well, we spent all, I mean, Ricketts came out and said it. We we spent all the money. There's nothing left in the budget, basically. And I think think a lot more fans should be ticked off about that, too, to tell you the truth. I I think they should be really ticked off. And I'm going to say something I haven't said before. I did not go to a Cub game this year. This is the first year I can remember in ages. I did not go to a Cub game between either covering them or always going to games and stuff. And I didn't go partially for the reason that he ended up coming out saying that. I mean, really, this is the window, and it's, I already saw the window closing. 
And you're not going out there and giving the best effort. Even it might fail, but putting the best effort out there to try to give your team the best chance to win another World Series, I mean, I had a big problem with that. See, I just didn't go because there just weren't enough hours in the week, and I had my issues this summer. And I do want to jump in here. Steve Shire, I believe is how you pronounce it. He's a photographer at WGN. Uh, seven, okay. seven minutes ago, Jed, Theo, and Joe all just walked into the clubhouse together. And he got video of them walking in. So uh, da, 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 Bruce Levine, Joe, Theo, Jed all walked into the clubhouse together five minutes ago. Uh, WGN Dan Roan had the picture. So Sound, we might, might get like something an announcement soon. maybe. What do you yeah. think? Uh, what's, Dan Roan, we expect to find out. Oh, that's from 18 hours ago. Never mind. Uh, I thought maybe he tweeted about it and he didn't. So no, it's, that, that, doesn't that sound like an announcement to you? Yeah, and, I, and that guessing, sounds like that sounds like something's brewing. I mean, and I'm guessing it's not like, hey guys, I want you to go out there and win today, so I want to let you know we just extended Joe through 2021 through my contract. So we got to go out there and win, boys, and then we're going to win in the playoffs and win the World Series this year. Oh, wait, we're not in the playoffs. It sounds like it's adios, goodbye. We're going to make a change. That makes it. I wonder. I don't know when the locker room opens, so. We'll hopefully get more info here soon. I'm guessing. What time? About eleven thirty. I'd say what time's first pitch today? Two, two. What time's everybody start? Two ten. Two ten central, something like that. Every, everybody starts at the same time. Two oh five. Oh, is it is it two oh five? Okay. Yeah. I heard though. Though I thought the locker room opened at eleven thirty. Yeah, I, I'd say I I'm not sure. Yeah, eleven thirty would sound right. So we got about five minutes till that would open then. And you might be able to have breaking. Well, you maybe you're not doing the breaking news, but you're breaking the news. Yeah, I'm right? say I'm keeping an eye on Twitter. I got I've got my tweet deck going, and it's gonna it's it, any t- so. Have you ever used tweet deck? Tweet text. Tweet deck. I'm guessing no. I, I'm guessing no. Maybe you should text me about that. You know, you know, your kids know so much more than you know, us younger, us older people. I'm not older. I'm younger, but you know, older in some ways. So it, what it does, it shows me my timeline, and it refreshes with every tweet. So like anytime someone tweets, boom, it shows up. I use it during basketball games all the time. It's fantastic, and I've got it up right now where I can see any tweet that comes in. So we'll have, I have literally up to the minute updates on Joe Madden and the Cubs. It's pretty well, you sweet. are the best with that. So like I said, well, when you have a chance, uh, text me. I'd love to, you know, be able to keep up moment to moment on that stuff too. So, you can only get it on a laptop though. You can't it. get it on. A, you can't get it on a phone anymore. Or you cannot get it on a phone. Nope, not anymore. They Dog used to it. until okay. a couple years ago. Used to ago. be able to, huh? Yeah, a couple years. Uh, Mark Gonzalez just said, "Stay tuned." Two words: stay tuned. Imminent. Something is imminent. Breaking news is imminent. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have it all for you. And by the way, how long do you think it is before Theo does his uh, end of the season, uh, you know, media session? Is it tomorrow? Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? I mean, I'm gonna does say he hold off a little bit, or does he do it immediately? 24 hours, I'd say. Uh, actually, tomorrow's Bulls Media Day. I don't know. I don't know. He might well, do it tonight. He, I'm not sure. He said Bulls Media Day, right? Yeah, Bulls Media Day is tomorrow. Right. That's what I thought. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Oh, Theo and Joe to address media any minute. From Jesse Rogers. Oh, wow. Here we go. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. Well, Here we go. Last half well, hour of the well, show is going to be spicy today. Well, break in when, when, when we get the news. But uh, go, go ahead. Like, what, what are your thoughts, buddy, on anything regarding the Cubs? Obviously, we're talking a lot of Cubs. By the way, today I am going to a Chicago Bear bar here in Charlotte for my first game ever watching the Bears in another city. Uh, it's, a, it's a beer bar. It's one of the top ten beer bars in the country, supposedly, that's outside of Chicago. 
And uh, hopefully uh, it'll be a good game. I'll meet a lot of people there and uh, hopefully see a beer win against the Vikings. That's a big game. But, you know, right now the Cubs are all the talk at the moment anyway. Yeah, here we go. Dan uh, Dan Rowan, announcement momentarily. Gordon Wetmeyer, Madden and Theo meeting with the media. So we're going to have updates coming in here anytime. So keep an update well, on that you. when you go to that bar. I'll let you know about the bar and all that. Uh, see, uh, again, looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be kind of different, but uh, excited anyway. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the Cubs. I don't know if I see – I don't know if I see 2020 as being – optimistic for a Cub fan. In my, I, obviously, we've got to see what happens in the offseason. Right. This offseason right off is going to be the most interesting offseason that I can remember. And Are I, the purse strings going to be open? I don't know. And what what core member is going to be traded? That's the big question. Where do you go? What do you say? Bryant, Baez, I think Bryant Contreras. stays. I think Baez stays. Put the feelers out there for Contreras. Dunk Kyle Schwarber to an American League team. His value has never been higher. I think you can get a good haul for Kyle Schwarber. Do you think you really will get a real good haul for Kyle Schwarber right now? The guy hit 40 home runs this year. I know what he hit, but don't forget. Yeah. No, I think he's game, 40 home runs is, you know, eh, shoulder shrug, right? 40 home runs is a, excuse me? Wait a minute. I'm, not, I'm here. I wouldn't say that for normal. I'm saying with how many homers were hit this year, with the ball being juiced, it's devalued is what it is right now. And if don't for, I mean, he had a great second half of the year, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, yeah. I constantly read the comments on people to rip him that don't really know much about baseball, and they go by war only. All those wars come up a little bit too. But that's all they go by. I don't think any of them ever watch a game, but they think they know everything, and they pretty much know nothing. But aside from that fact, you know, I, I think Kyle Schwarber has value, but how much value is he going to have? What's he going to get you back? And is what he's going to get you back more valuable than he is to your team if he continues hitting the way he is with a left-handed bat, with really good on-base percentage? If he doesn't get off to a terrible start and actually lifts his average up some, because he's not a terrible left fielder like everyone makes him out to be, too. He's at least average with a far better than average arm. As we sit here right now at 11 11- it just went for the tick. 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, September 29th, Kyle Schwarber sits tied for 11th in the major leagues with 38 home runs. You're telling me that doesn't have value? Well, let me ask you this question. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. You're the saying guy, that doesn't the, have value? The guy just, wa- the guy just <laughs> walked by. He must have heard you. He said, yeah. <laughs> value. I don't think he heard the radio, but he's walking by with, uh, talking on his phone. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm outside of a Starbucks, by the way. I walked a little okay. away from it, so I don't get you know any interference from other people. But he happened to open his mouth at the exact wrong time. But it, it kind of like worked out. By the, okay, way, yeah. by the way, you're Go listening ahead. to the Sunday Sports Shootout on WW 88.7 FM with Nick Schultz and Daryl Horwitz on the phone from Charlotte. Go ahead with your answer, Daryl. So what I was going to say is, do you trust Theo? Yes. To make a deal that gets you the most value back for Kyle Schwarber because when Theo makes a deal with known quantities or commodities, I don't think he does well. I think Theo has done much better when he's either trading for, like, you know, a minor leaguer, let's say an Edison Russell, when he's getting, like, you know, some, like, uh, Hendricks, which he got lucky on, by the way, totally, because they wanted Delgado, not Hendricks, and that's only because Dempster turned down the deal. Like, when he got Arietta, they thought, okay, this guy's got good stuff, but he hasn't been a good pitcher. But he's hit more on the unknowns than the knowns. So is Theo, when he's going to be trading a known commodity, is he going to get back 
the best value for it that's going to make the team better in the future, like 2020 and beyond. That's I really question it. I'm not really sure if Theo is very good at that. And I'm starting to wonder what Theo is good at outside of turning around teams and getting them to win the World Series if they haven't won in a long time. So perhaps the next team he should go to, assuming, I don't know, did Cleveland make the playoffs? Are they going to be in it? I know they were in the wild card hunt. Uh, they're not whatever. in the playoffs. They're not Cleveland, be in? Cleveland did not make it. Okay, so then I think maybe Theo should go to Cleveland because they're the next longest team that hasn't won a World Series. And maybe he could turn them around in a couple of years, and then what I'd probably do is immediately fire him as soon as they win the World Series because you know things are going to go downhill after that point. I, th- I, I think with a commodity like Kyle Schwarber, I, I think Theo could get a pretty good haul. But it's yet to be seen if they'll even trade him. I don't know. So, well, again, someone, some big name, if not more than one, should probably be gone yes. this offseason. Yes, I agree. And I don't, think it'll be ba- I don't think it'll be Baez or Brian or Rizzo, maybe Contreras, but I, I think Schwarber would be my odd man out. Well, here's the thing. If you get Rick Contreras, who's your catcher? Is it Caratini, your everyday catcher then? Probably. Maybe keep Lucroy if you can. But, but, I mean, how could you – don't forget, Contreras gives you an, a really good bat in a position a well, lot that's of why times I you said, don't get a really good bat. Just put the feelers out there for Contreras. Like, don't – Well, see, depending on what you get. Yeah, I that's mean, why I said, put the feelers out, dangle them out there, and like, if you, you don't get. like your offer, then pull it, then like, no, we're keeping them. Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the thing. Uh, got a motorcycle going by, and nice. that's causing a little ruckus in my background there. I don't know if you guys heard it. But, I heard uh, that. But, but Contreras, like I said, uh, again, depending on what I'm getting back, I'm a little leery of trading him. I mean, I probably, for the right haul, would trade Chris Bryant because I don't think Chris Bryant's going to be back with the Cubs after 2021. I don't think he's going to sign with the Cubs. I don't think the Cubs are going to pay him that kind of money to begin with that he's going to be asking, obviously, with Boris as his agent. So, uh, I mean, if you got the right haul for Chris Bryant, I would probably make that deal. I mean, and to me, if you gave up Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease for Jose Quintana, you should be getting four prospects minimum that are equal or better than that if you find the right team that has them, obviously, for Chris Bryant. Because you gave up your two, number, your two top prospects, and Jimenez was one of the top in all of baseball, and Cease was your top pitching prospect with a guy who could hit 100 on the radar gun with a really good breaking ball for a four- or five-starter, a mediocre pitcher, then you better get double that back minimum for Bryant. Min- and I'm saying minimum. And I don't know if you can actually even do that. What do you mean? Like like Theo's negotiating skills? or like I, or? Well, well, yeah. Well, oh, if, okay. if, if a team is a team even going to have the prospects that are that highly rated and, you know, fairly close at least. I mean, Cease was a few years away. Even Jimenez was a few years away, but he was ranked number four in Major League Baseball at the time the Cubs traded him as a prospect. So are you going to be able to get players that are that highly ranked and like, likely to hit? Because, I mean, if you're trading Bryant and you're getting guys that don't make it, now you, now you really are going to be taking a fall. It might not matter. You might be gone already by that time, but... Would it you be would it be different without Jason McLeod in the picture now that he's moved laterally into the major league side of things? But but the Theo's making the trades. Jason McLeod has I, nothing to do with it. No, I agree, I agree with you. But wouldn't development? Okay, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't know if well, McLeod would be involved in like helping with scouting prospects. Like, well, I don't know how it all works. Based on well, I guess I guess McLeod now would be scouting major league players. Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm, but what I'm saying though, now that he's scouting major league players, would that impact trading for prospects? Well, it's depending on who you have evaluating the prospects. Right. That's there. Now, most of the people you probably have are already in the organization. Are these people that were hired by Jason McLeod and answered to him before? Are these people that really know the value of prospects and could project how good they're going to be in the future? I don't think he did a very good job of building that to begin with. So do I trust the opinion of those people? I'm not sure I can say yes to that if you want to go there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, Madden and Epstein's media address is being delayed slightly. So no update yet. Are they yet. trying to get it so we're off the air? When I don't know. I'm hope- I, want- I want this to happen while I'm on the air. Come on. <laughs> Well, I wanted to have it while we're on the air, too. I mean, heck, you know, you're like you're on pins and needles. You're waiting to hear what's the news. Even though you think you know the news, you still want to hear it and want it confirmed, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to hear it confirmed. Like, it's inevitable what's going to happen. And we're just, right now, we're just waiting. Let's hurry up and wait. That's exactly what it is right now. Let me ask you a question. Why has a team that I think, Pretty much everyone would agree on it's not as good as the Cubs in Milwaukee. Why did why did Milwaukee two September's in a row get really hot and beat out the Cubs two September's in a row when the Cubs on paper supposedly had a far superior team? I mean, you got any thoughts on that? I don't. I really I have no way to I have I have no idea. Usually, Joe Madden seems have done well in the second half. The last two years have been the outliers, and they've just been unfortunate outliers because the Brewers have been playing lights out. So I really don't have an answer. And that's what, like, I think at one point losing Yelich, there were something like either fifteen and two or fifteen and three after losing Christian Yelich. Yes, think about that. Yeah, yeah thank God they got rid of that bum Christian Yelich out of the lineup, right? And someone made a comment, well, now they had no pressure on them. I'm without Yelich, no one expected them to do anything. So maybe they went out there loose, and they just went out there and played. Hey, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, they happen to win practically every game they played. I, I, I don't know if you buy into that. Like, okay, we, got, we don't really have a prayer now, so let's just go out there and just do whatever. I mean, I think there's probably more than that there. I, I don't know. I think know. so, too. You? Yeah. I mean, you're losing your MVP. I mean, he, he was probably the front runner to win the MVP again before he got hurt. And I don't know if it's just next man, if they have the next man up mentality or what happened, but it's crazy what's going on in Milwaukee. And I, my gut says they're going to see another game 163. I think there's going to be game 163 tomorrow between the Brewers and the Cardinals. Well, that means the Cubs have to win today because the Milwaukee just choked out two games, finally losing when the Cubs won both games. They could have at least been tied with them at the worst. Right. Right. You know, uh, by the way, did you hear, I think this guy, I heard of him before. I think he's a pitcher. He's in the American League. He pitches for Houston. Justin Verlander, I think he had 12 strikeouts in six innings yesterday. He got his 3,000 strikeout yesterday. Yeah, I think he passed 300 strikeouts. I think his uh, whip is under 0.90. I, I believe, you know, I'm not, you know, the stats guy. I'm not the, the sabermetrics guy. I believe that's considered pretty good. And... uh that's a guy 
that waited until the last minute to accept the trade to Houston because he really wanted to pitch for the Chicago Cubs. And is there a pitcher in Chicago right now? Let me ask you, is there any three pitchers in Chicago right now that you'd rather have all three of them over Justin Verlander? I mean, for sure, too. But three pitchers that you'd rather have with the Cubs now than Justin Verlander. And you couldn't put a deal together for a guy that was begging to come here. And, well, we ended up spending that money on you, Darvish. And, you know, so because we were able to get Quintana cheap, that gave us options. We were able to pick up Tyler Chatwood. Well, that worked out well, by the way. And, you know, the fact is, wouldn't you rather have Justin Verlander than any of those pitchers? I mean, as far as that goes. And didn't you, Darvish... By the way, what's his record? Like six and eight for the season. I think that's correct. Uh, I think so. But yeah, really good second half. We had a really good second half. But see, people were talking about his second half like it was legendary. It wasn't Jake Arrieta's 2015 second half where his ERA was under one. Like you know, it was it was incredible. I think his ERA was something like 2.45 in the second half. But to me too, and one of the things I judge pitchers on, and not that he didn't pitch really well, it's winning games. I know the Cubs' bullpen blew games, obviously. It hasn't been a very good bullpen. Uh, Joe Madden is not the best uh, manipulator of pitching and managing that situation. But to me, one of the things I always judge pitchers on, even though everyone thinks wins are so uh, insignificant today, is guys that win games. And to me, if you win 21 games, you're probably a really good pitcher. And you Darvish having six wins makes me question exactly how dominant he was. And I mean, there's other things, like I said, but six wins, especially with how well he pitched the second half. And I know they didn't get a lot of runs, but like I've always said, too, sometimes you got to pitch better than your opponent. I mean, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I feel like also run support was a big thing. and It is a big thing. Yeah. I, I thought I thought Darvish, he, like you said, he wasn't Jake Arrieta in the second half, like with Jake Arrieta's monstrous second half. But I thought I saw some promising things, and I expect big things out of him next year because he wants to. He's not opting out, so I expect big things out of him. But I do think I will always consider Justin Verlander the one that got away, and I, there's just no other way to put it. He's going to be the one that got away. Jed's admitted it, and I I am disappointed that they couldn't get him. Because imagine what would would we be having this conversation about Joe Madden right now if they got Justin Verlander? I don't think so. And and again, do you think? I mean, it, it's. Now it, you look back on it and it could be like hindsight, except I wrote an article the day after the trade was made for Quintana that it was a terrible trade and what were the Cubs thinking. Going back to that, I really think that started the downfall of the Cubs. When they made that trade, I think that trade was made from desperation. You already won the World Series in 2016. I think the desperation mode should have been over. I mean, you made a bad trade for Chapman because you wanted to win the World Series. So you pay- but they overpaid. won the World Series. I don't consider that a bad trade. But, 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 but no, but here's the thing, though. You still overpaid for Chapman to win the World Series. But I'll, I'll give you that one. I don't like the trade. I didn't like it when it was made. I said it on the air here. That was a bad trade, and it's a terrible trade if they don't win the World Series. But I said it was a bad trade no matter what. But, but the point is, you won the World Series, Okay. Now you don't have to trade your future to try to win another World Series. If you win another World Series in 2017, great, absolutely wonderful. But you don't give up. You know, you take in your window, and your window's maybe eight to ten years when you got guys like that in the minor leagues also coming up. Like you have replacements, you have the cavalry coming. 
So you have that there, or you could use it for another trade. You could use those guys and get Jacob DeGrom, maybe, something like that, if you want to make a trade and get a real pitcher, not a Jose Quintana. But when you're doing, when you made that trade, you were speaking of desperation. Hey, our team's five games back, whatever, Milwaukee at the All-Star break. We got to do something, oh my God. And I think that started the downfall of the Cub team, and maybe even psychologically, because I think so many things in baseball, and you could probably agree with you played baseball, are mental. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, thousand percent. It's more mental than physical. No, no doubt, no doubt about that one. Was it? It was. Was it Yogi? Yogi Berra was said. Baseball's eighty percent mental. The other half physical. Something along those lines. That, that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the best way to put it. Like there, I mean, it is a mental game, and that goes back to the lineups that Joe does. It is a mental game. You need to prepare yourself to play every day. You show up to play, you're gonna play well. You show up knowing you're not gonna be in the lineup, you're just gonna be all lethargic. It is a and mental I game. I think the Cubs, because of that, haven't had the urgency out there that maybe the Milwaukee Brewers had, or maybe other teams had. Joe's laid-back, uh, you know, attitude took away that sense of urgency from the team, and that probably has affected them. I said, again, I mentioned before, I would not have wanted another manager to take over that Cub team when he did, a team that hadn't won in, you know, 100-plus years at the time. That's the exact perfect manager, and I said it, that was the exact perfect manager to get at the time. I think since that time, though, since they won it, Joe Madden's time really has expired, and maybe maybe even almost a couple years ago, especially with his managerial moves and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that, and I I do think I, I don't think he's going on bad terms. I think it's a couple disappointing seasons, but he, he's still over five years. He's been one of if one of the best managers in history. I'm not sure I'm ready to put him ahead of Frank Chance, but I'm I think. I think he needs a statue one day. I am grateful for him bringing the World Series. I'm grateful to be up here during the golden age of Cubs baseball, even though they didn't make the playoffs my senior year of all years. I made it the other three years, just not my senior year. And I, just looking back on this, I'm, I'm spoiled rotten. I'm 21 years old, and I've seen more playoff appearances than most Cubs fans. And I, there's, you can't take that away. So I'm like, I am forever grateful to Joe Madden, and I, I wish him all the best if, if and when they do decide to let him go. Like, I it's think sad a Cubs to see. fan just walked by crying. Did you hear the crying there? I heard something. I at, thought that at, was you. At, at the thought that maybe uh, <laughs> that Joe Madden's going to be gone. I think she's crying. Daddy's holding her. Yeah. And, uh, I, but... I, I'm not crying that Joe Madden will be gone. I'm okay with Joe Madden being gone. I'm not okay with what the Cubs did the last few years. Though. That, that's, that's my issue. I'm really not happy. You know, again, I think baseball is a very difficult game to win the World Series. You could have the best team on paper and not win the World Series. So I understand that. I don't expect the World Series every year. But what I would have liked is better, like, you know, obviously the, the drafting and development, I thought they, I'd probably give a D-minus on that because of the fact they did such a poor job. And the only ones they really hit on were the top picks, and those were high picks. So the people that give him credit, the people that sent me articles from Fangraphs proving how great Jason McLeod was, if they were listening, I would say to you, you know nothing about baseball because I've seen what the Cubs have done. And all kinds of people are coming out and saying the Cubs have done a terrible job with drafting and development besides the fact of how hard it is to hit on draft picks. And if they make the major leagues, you were successful. I don't buy into that. I'm a, maybe I'm a little harder grader. Uh, than other people are, but 
they've, they've totally dropped the ball on that. And that's one of the major reasons why the organization is failing right now. Again, they had to make desperate moves for pitching because they totally failed there. Again, I don't think they did that good on hitting either. Uh, no leadoff hitter after Fowler left. Uh, no base running as far as speed, and finding ways to create runs outside of hitting home runs. And all those things, when you put them all together, that kind of signifies the downfall of your team. There's too many things there that are negative for the team to have a positive result, along with the manager not necessarily doing a great job day-to-day in the managing either. Right. There's other factors. Like Joe's taking the fall. And that's just because his con- I feel like if Joe's contract wasn't up, this would be a different discussion. I think the fact that his contract's run out and they've had those two disappointing seasons back-to-back at the end, I think that's why the conversation is, okay, if and when he goes. I think if this happened with two years left in his contract, we're having a different conversation because they have to pay him the rest of that money. Well, do you think... I mean, from conversations I've heard, it sounds like Theo, in a sense, I mean, Theo says we're all responsible and I'm in charge, so obviously, you know, I'm responsible. But it seems like Theo's done a really good job of throwing Joe under the bus and mentioning, like, you know, how the players aren't playing up to their potential. We definitely got a better team than Milwaukee and we should be better than them. And, you know, when they lost to San Diego, obviously our team's better in San Diego and we can't beat them. So it seems like he's done a really good job, too, of criticizing the manager uh, and even though he's technically taking responsibility, well, I run the organization, so obviously it's my fault. He's kind of putting that as a, like, you know, on the side thing. Like, you know, I'm in charge, so I guess it falls on me too. But really, it's probably more that guy. I mean, does it seem like he's pointing a finger somewhere to you, Nick? Eh, yeah, a little bit. But I, there's so many factors. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird spot just because we're all, I mean, win, win, win. We're winning, and now it's like. I don't. I've got it's. I've got so many mixed feelings about it. I do. I haven't heard anything from you, so I'm nope, imagining nothing. Uh, you haven't heard anything. I have not. Nothing's new. Are there any we tweets got... coming out at all of anything? Nope. nope. Nothing. Have they started talking yet? No. Nope. Is it still held off? I haven't. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. I should text Bruce Levine. What's going on there, Bruce? Let me know. Yeah. I have his phone number. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Like, what? It, where? So, where do you? What do you think? You know, happens going forward? Then, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, nobody knows realistically. I think Theo probably doesn't even know. I think there's a you lot know, of unknowns. Of there's a lot of unknowns right now. I don't know how much money they'll have to work with. I don't know who the manager is going to be. If because what if David Ross doesn't take it? Then we're it's there's so it's going to be. The most interesting offseason it's been in a while. I don't know. I don't even have anything to compare it to. But you know what? Last season's offseason was supposed to be really interesting, too. It, you weren't dealing with the managerial change. Well, you, didn't, you weren't dealing with the managerial. Well, what if he says, I'm giving Joe two more years to coincide with my My dad contract. seems to think so. I just got a text from him saying he's thinking Joe stays. Who's, who said that? My dad. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, don't. I don't. I don't think he's right on that. But I, I think that would be pretty shocking for every on everyone's part if they heard that Joe was staying. I think that would be really shocking. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a, I wish the other studio was up so we could have two phone lines going. But we, yeah, I, oh man, he, he, I did not. See, I just didn't expect that text. He and I have talked about this. 
Yeah. This uh, that was not a text I expected to get from my dad saying he thinks Joe's sticking around. Does your dad does your dad have inside info, Nick? He might. He, I don't know. He's not told me everything about your dad. I I don't know. I might flip you. I might flip you guys. I might have you. I might have to have him call in and give his thoughts because that was not what I expected. There you go. Like, what am I? I'm chopped liver. Like you know, your dad's got the insight into the cover. Well, oh my if god. He actually, if he actually hits Darryl, on it, then it will be interesting. Daryl. Dan Rowan just tweeted the reason why there's a delay. Local yep. cameraman fell ill and is on his way to the hospital. He had to, and wow. A, so is this like so in a football camera, when the players lay down on the ground and you got to oh, call them out to take no, the stretcher and no, take them off? No, 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 no. I no. This that's scary stuff. They fall. Local cameraman falls ill, revived, and on way to hospital. That's from Dan Rowan. Not two minutes ago. You think the guy would find a better time to, you know, have that happen to him, wouldn't you? Oh come on! You can't control that. I'm not. Even, I don't even. I don't know if I even. I don't. I don't want to joke about that. I, I was. I was teasing. Yeah. That. No. I don't. It's one of those things. Like I'm looking at that. I'm like that's scary. Like that's yeah. wow. That's so okay. There is a reason for the delay. Then I thought it was just they were hanging out in the clubhouse. Joe or like uh, Brett Taylor, Bleacher Nation joke that Jason Hayward was given one more speech. Now the fact that a cameraman fell. Oh man. I hope it's okay. Yeah, hopefully everything's okay, obviously. Yeah, so hopefully they'll get things going soon, but that's that's scary. Uh, I, I'm definitely interested in hearing uh, what uh, happened, especially if they're going to spill the beans, you know, today. It sounds like they, it seems like they are feeling them or in the, you know, clubhouse with Joe. It sounds like they're going to make an announcement. But that's what they were gearing up start, for. Obviously. Yeah, that's what they're gearing up for. So we're going to... Wow, and I I think you told me you're not going to be available next week, but you will. Yeah, next right? week I'm taking the week off. Next week to go home, so I'll be back the week after after Theo's State of the Union address. And I I'd love to talk to you about that. Obviously, yeah, well, call for a bit. A I want to get some. I will have some other callers lined up too, just to get some reaction. So, like I said, we could set up whenever you want me to call up or whatever at that point. Uh, and I'm sorry for last week. I didn't realize me staying on the line kept you from getting other callers because I was told, I was told before if someone was on the line just listening you could get other callers and, yeah I uh, thought you could so, too it's all good the next time like I said just hang up on me at that point all right you yeah know, so, you know I, I didn't want to keep you from that but the rest of your show was great and you know you did a really good job with nobody else there to talk and it's not that easy to do when you're talking by yourself for that amount of period of time either so uh, kudos to you my friend I appreciate it yeah no worries about that I also thought we could and that's like I said, once we get the other studio, we can do two phone lines at once. So that'll be really nice. It's coming along. All the too. modern, the modern conveniences that might be available in the future, huh? Yeah, definitely. We're going. It's like Back to the Future here. Uh, any, any other thoughts on anything in general? I know you don't have a lot of time left. No, I only got a few minutes left here, but just wait. We're just hurry up, hurrying up and waiting. That's the big thing. We'll see what happens with Joe Madden and everything. Bears so. win or lose. Oh yeah, there was a Bears game today, isn't there? <laughs> there is a Bears game. I'm yeah, kidding. It's a late game today. Yeah, I'm late kidding. Late afternoon game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm I'm taking the Bears. What I don't even know what the spread is for that. Uh, I've been looking at the what what do we got? Bears. Da, 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 I gotta figure out this website. Uh, Bears are one point favorites over the Vikings. I'm I'm taking the Bears to win. I don't know. I don't have a score. I'm just taking the. I'm picking the Bears. 
How comfortable are you with Mitch? I mean, he looked better in the first half last week. He didn't look. I was wrong about Mitch Trubisky. I will admit it. I predicted two touchdowns and three hundred yards. He got three touchdowns and two hundred fifty yards. I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take the extra touchdown and fifty less yards. Did Gabriel get all the touchdowns? Yes. But I, I, I'm still. I think. I, I think last week. If if he struggled last week, this would be. Diff- I'd be. I have flipped. But he had a good. He had a, good, a decent week last week against a bad team. That's. You know what? Maybe he needs that confidence boost going into this week. But well, Akeem Hicks is out Washington's today. Defense is really bad. Oh yeah, it's horrendous. And he still didn't look that great. I mean, he looked good. He looked much better the first half than he did in the first two games. But the second half, he started getting those questions again. And uh, he's playing a lot tougher defense today in Minnesota. This is a big game for the Bears. That's why they're only one-point favorites right now. They opened as three-point, and the line moves up. The line moved up. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see a good game for Mitch today. I'm hoping to see that the guy that uh, Ryan Pace saw that he drafted, uh, that's what I'm hoping to see. And uh, if he becomes that guy... Like, I forgot who it was. Somebody came out, a national football writer, or somebody nationally anyway, and said if the Bears had the quarterback down, the Bears are the best team in football because the Bears got the best defense in football. If they get the quarterback right, they are the best team in football. And I heard that, too. we got to see if they get the quarterbacking right. Yeah, I, I heard that, too. And maybe the play calling along with it. I thought the play calling was better last week. Well, it was better last week. But I mean, it wasn't great to start the season, though. No, start the season, no. But I thought, la- I thought, uh, was it? I think Deon, was it Dion Miller who tweeted it out. She said, "When Matt Nagy's play calling's good, Mitch is good. When the play calling's bad, Mitch is bad." And I'm not saying it's an excuse. Like Trubisky should it should be better, but I I think the play calling was out those first couple games. I think it's going to be better today. I hope you're right. Uh, again, I'm excited. It's going to be something different for me being in a bear bar in Charlotte uh, to watch the game with a bunch of people I don't know. But uh, I'm hoping I'm watching a good game and not like by halftime wanting to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and head home, that type of thing, you know. Yeah, I've got my Sunday meetings today for the Phoenix, so I'll be watching it this afternoon after my sports section meeting, and then probably a little bit in my in our section meeting tonight. So you get keep constantly get interrupted with all these during football season too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You can't change you can't change the timing of the meeting so you can watch the game. Bob Nightingale. Bob yes. Nightingale. Madden is out as Cubs manager. And That's Nightingale from Bob a lot of times Nightingale. Is the first guy. Yep, he's first. We got Joe and Theo got together last night, split a bottle of wine in Theo's hotel room, and came to the conclusion that their five-year run together had come to an end. That's from wow. Sandev Sharma. Wow, that's that's interesting. Well, I wish I we had more time. Expected it. I wish we had more time. I've only got a minute and a half. Oh man! Well, it, it's it's not like it wasn't expected, is it? No, I mean I expected it, but it's just oh man, they ah. Oh. Well, he's gone. It's official. You heard it here first, everybody. Joe Madden is out. It's all over Twitter. Uh, Gordon Whitmire, Zach Zayman, they just announced it. And there's going to be a new manager there. And yes, to my dad, who just texted me admitting it, you were wrong. You were wrong. Well, at least that keeps me on the air for one more time, at least, you know, instead of your dad taking my place 
as your baseball expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so new manager coming next year. I planning on taking the week off next week because it's fall break. I think John's gonna do a show. Um, but here we, yep. Yeah, uh, Theo, thank Joe for an unbelievable run, and I'm feeling nostalgic. I really now that it's real, it's like I'm feeling kind of nostalgic at this point. So uh, it's understandable. It's understandable. And again, I can't wait to talk to you in two weeks. Let me know when you want me to be on or call or whatever. I'll touch base with you anyway. But uh, we'll have probably a lot. There'll probably be a lot more to talk about once we know where Theo is uh, kind of heading to, based on his end of the season conversation. Also, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing the State of the Union address will come tomorrow. Maybe so. they'll even have a manager by then. You think so? Two weeks from now, do we have a new manager? Maybe, but we'll see. We're out of time, so I'll talk to you soon, Daryl. All right. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. All right, take it easy. All right, thanks to Daryl for joining me, and we're out of time. So new manager coming for the Cubs, and we'll talk about it all in two weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening on 88.7 FM. WUW, talk to you soon, everybody. Take care.